Blog Talk Radio.
Messiah, Jehovah, the mighty God. Internet Church. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's a great day in the kingdom. No matter what your This is Wednesday has been like, it's a great day in the kingdom. Amen. Amen. And if you'll decide to see it that way, no matter what did happen, it'll be a great day in the kingdom. Praise the Lord. Some people want to decide what kind of day it is based on how they feel or based on what they think or based on events. But we all know that that's just walking in the flesh, and it's not pleasing God at all. Our decisions are based on the word of God, and it's a great day in the kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm Pastor Sabrina. Brother Bill is here. Brother Marshall somewhere floating around on a cloud. He'll drop in soon. And the Lord is here. Amen. And you're here. And that's what's important. Amen. That's what's important. Amen. The Lord is here and you're here. That's what's important. Because he says when two or three of us are gathered together in his name, He would be here in our midst. Well, there's more than two or three, praise the Lord. And I'm happy to report that the Lord is here. So if you've got one of those sad, depressing, feel sorry for yourself, pity party attitudes, I highly suggest you get rid of it. Amen. Because that's not the attitude that you bring to the Lord. You enter into his courts with thanksgiving, and praise. Amen? Anything else, go back outside till you can get it together and come back in. Praise the Lord. We'll wait for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is worthy of our praise. He's worthy of all our thanksgiving. He deserves it. Amen? He deserves it. And we should treat him better than we've been treating him in the past. He comes to spend his time with us, to teach us, to train us, to build us up, to encourage us, to help us, to strengthen us, to make us wise unto salvation. We ought to show up with a joyful heart. Amen? We need to serve the Lord with gladness. So if that didn't encourage you, then you ought to repent. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. That's right. We're supposed to be thanking and praising the Lord. Whatever happened earlier, it's over with already anyway. It's in the past. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So, my day went pretty good. It didn't go in the order I thought it was going to go in, but that's okay. I made it to church. Amen. I made it to church. And I'm happy about that, and I hope you're happy about it too. 
and a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian Protestant Internet Church, and we meet on the Internet every Wednesday evening and Friday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America, and whatever time that means it is where you are. Praise the Lord. Whatever time zone you're in, that's what time we meet. Amen. Praise the Lord. And we also meet on Sundays at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America. And whatever time that happens to be, wherever you are, whatever time zone you're in, you might start out in Eastern Time early one Sunday morning, and by church time, you're in another time zone. So what do you think of that? I think we're going to have church in the name of the Lord. That's what I think. Amen? It's a great day in the kingdom. And I'm happy to be in the kingdom. There are so many people that are still walking around thinking they're doing just fine and they don't really need Jesus Christ. There are some people who don't even know who Jesus Christ is. There are children who've never heard about Jesus. And you can tell the difference, too. They don't know anything about him at all. They don't know anything about his love. They've never sung the song, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. They've never heard that song. Think about it. There are children who have never heard that song in their lives. And it's not because there isn't a church down the street. It may be that no one else has decided to introduce them to the Savior. That's where we come in. We're believing God for the little children, no matter how tall or how short the little children are. They could be over seven feet tall. Whatever height the little children have, for them to all come to Jesus. Amen? Amen. I don't remember how tall Shaquille O'Neal is, but they could be taller than him. But we're believing God for all the children to come to Jesus. Amen. Yes, we are. So many of them have never heard of Jesus Christ ever. Not once. Where they're growing up, He's not mentioned. He's not considered important. They know other words, bad words, words we don't say. But you know, Saint, prayer in the name of Jesus Christ to the Father changes the world of things. Maybe that's a prayer you'll pray every day. Maybe your heart will be touched. Maybe you'll care. Maybe it'll be more important to you than the toothpaste. More important than the fact that you're running out the door late. Maybe it'll become a priority in your prayer closet to pray for all the children who still don't know Jesus Christ. Amen? I hope it will. I hope that it will. 
I hope that it will. Praise the Lord. Now, if you're a, a first-time listener, you say, wow, that's a lot. Well, that wasn't the sermon. <laughs> that was the hello. Amen. We want to invite you to join us in our chat room. And our chat room is located on our webpage. Our webpage is www.miracleinternetmiracleinternetchurch.com. Miracleinternetchurch.com. When the page comes up, across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Click that link. When the page changes, click Guest. Then go down to the appropriate spot and sign your name in and do whatever it tells you to do. Then say hi to everybody that's in the chat room, and everyone will say hi to you because we're friendly here. We receive people all the time. We like it. So feel welcome. You're welcome in the name of Jesus Christ. If you're on a cell phone, go to your browser and pull up MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up, there'll be three white lines on a black background. Hit the three white lines, and it'll open all the other links to you, and you may use the same instructions. Praise the Lord. So we're happy that you're here. Feel free to invite your friends and maybe even your enemies, your neighbors, your coworkers, your family members, We invite people to come up and join us all the time. We don't mind. Amen? You're not intruding. And during this season, in case you happen to be a troll, a witch, a warlock, a wizard, a diviner, or a liar, you are welcome too. Jesus has something to say to you too. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, We want to thank the Lord for everyone who comes up to receive a blessing from the Lord. Amen. God has blessings of all kinds for everybody. Amen. So we're going to proceed as we normally do. But before we get really started, I want to read you a little bit about something because we're going to have to pray about it. And it's 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 not one of the usual things. Amen. Amen. Let's see. Where did I put this, Jesus? I put it somewhere, Lord. Oh, here it is. I found it. Praise the Lord. Amen. I have to wait on technology to, to join me. Okay, here it is. Here's the message. U.S. Cybersecurity Head says there will be errors and glitches during midterms. The U.S. Cybersecurity Head says there will be errors and glitches during midterms. 
Cybersecurity Chief Jen Esterly said the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency does not censor information, and voters should expect normal errors and glitches such as burst water pipes during the midterm elections next week. A week out from the U.S. midterm elections, Easterly, a Biden appointee, has talked about their role in securing election infrastructure and the risk of disinformation and misinformation. There you have it. That's basically it. That's, that's what she said. Well, Lord, this is what I have to say. We're not resting the security of the midterms on her or her agency. We have placed the midterms solely in the hands of the Godhead in Jesus' name. We don't care that the witches, the warlocks, the wizards, and all those others think that a blood moon means something. I'm going to tell you what a blood moon means to me. It means that the light shining through the moon from the source that created it wants to remind me that the blood of Jesus is forever covering me. That's what it's going to mean to me. That's what it's going to mean to me. I don't care how many witches, wizards, warlocks, or whatever else they want to call themselves, want to go out and do rituals and occult activities and witchcraft concerning what is referred to as a blood moon on November 8th. I have determined that the one who made the sun and the one who made the moon and the one who is the light of the world is shining through to remind me that the blood of Jesus is forever covering me. You'll have to decide what it means to you. Amen? Amen. You'll have to decide what it means to you in Jesus' name. I've made my decision. I'm certain you'll make yours. Praise God. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, We want to thank you for all the changes that we see happening in the world. We want to thank you that we still have injustice. If we didn't still have injustice, no one would be looking to you as the righteous judge. If we still didn't have concern, No one would be looking to you as the Prince of Peace. So we want to thank you for a world that's in disorder. If we didn't still have confusion, no one would bother to recognize that you are not the author of confusion but peace. So regardless of what the devil has stirred up, we want to thank you. Because we are lifting our eyes to the hills from whence cometh our help. Our help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Our help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. The sun shall not smite us by day nor the moon by night. 
We want to thank you that you're our God, and the devil can do us no harm. You've given us power and authority over all the power of the devil, and nothing shall by any means hurt us. Thank you, Lord. In the gospel, you talk about justice for those who are poor. Amen? You talk about those who experience violence or have their chastity stripped away from them. In fact, Lord, you talk about the poor and people that experience injustice more than you talk about a lot of other things in the Bible. And we presently live in a world of injustice. A third of the children in the world are suffering from malnutrition, and some of them in our own communities. Many of them die from hunger every year. No, Lord, this isn't fair. This isn't fair. It's not right. And you do care. You do care. You want us to care. You don't want us to look away from the injustice in the world. You want us to face it and fight it in you. You tell us in the Bible to do justice and righteousness and deliver from the hand of the oppressor those who have been robbed of their rights. You says don't hurt the children and women who live in single-parent families. Father, wherever you have placed us in this life, whatever injustice we must deal with or face, help us to face it with you. Help us to think the right things, to believe the right things, to speak the right things, to take the right position that you have ordained for us to take in this life when injustice crosses our path. Don't let us be like the Levite who walked on the other side of the road, Lord. And the good Samaritan, yes, he was a half-breed, a Samaritan, came by to help the one who had received injustice at the hands of men. Don't let us be like the Levite and the other one who crossed to the other side of the road and didn't want to be involved. Can't bless that, Lord, because you came to be involved. And you expect us to act like you. Lord, when the world seems unjust to us, help us to remember that it treated you the same way. Shift our focus away from ourselves. Shift our focus away from ourselves. And show us ways to help others whose situation is far worse than ours. Lord, when the world treats us unfairly, remind us of what you endured. Give us your attitude, Lord Jesus. Let us think less about what we deserve and more about the other person. Show us how to turn the other cheek when we are injured. Help us to always follow your example 
And remind us, Lord, that vengeance is yours. Vengeance is never justice. Father, teach us to practice justice in even the smallest areas of our lives. Reveal to us the truth of our actions. Help us to see that the choices we make affect the lives of others. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. You know, there's this dumb saying, Lord, that I can do what I want if it doesn't hurt anybody. Well, if it hurts me, it's hurt somebody. And seeing as I'm a person in the world, I'm connected to other people in the world. And what I do affects them. So when I hurt me, I've hurt others as well. Responsibility for the truth that living here makes. So, Lord, we want to thank you for your goodness. We want to thank you for your grace. We want to thank you for the word of God. We want to thank you for the armor of God. Oh, Lord, we want to thank you for your very presence in our midst, for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory, for the warring linking angels, the praising angels, the ministering spirits. We want to thank you for the word of God. We want to thank you, Lord, that our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We want to thank you for the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation and that our loins are girt about with truth. Not deception, not defrauding, truth. Truth. So we thank you, Lord, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And it is our privilege and honor to cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us. So help us, Lord, as we walk in divine health, knowing that you are the God who heals all our diseases, and by your stripes we have been healed. We want to thank you, Father. And, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources 
of all witchcraft attacks. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks in Jesus' name. And we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, listeners, peeps, whisperers, familiar devils, electronic, digital, technology demons, and their attacks, leviathan spirits and their attacks, brainwashing kundalini spirits and their attacks, all water and marine spirits and their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, all passive devils and their attacks, all sorcery devils and their attacks. Electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, technopaganism and mind control by the occult. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology. Pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo binding directed energy microwave weapons and binding all vibrations which are demons. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, and drone spirits. We bind all seducing, womanizing, and whoredom spirits and their attacks in Jesus' name. We bind all the voices of the stranger the seducer and the charmer in their attacks in Jesus' name. We bind all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons, all microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequencies in their attacks, the work of every druid, all 5G in their attacks, everything coming off the cell lights, off the cell towers, and through our devices in the name of Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. We bind the Havana Syndrome. Brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, along with sonic and audio weapons. We thank you, Lord. We bind those shrill sonic attacks that come whenever we come up on the air, Father, in the name of Jesus. And we return it to sender in Jesus' holy name. We send it back. We bind all hypnotic, trance, devils in their attacks. All mystic rituals and their intent. We bind all microwave frequency weapons, and we overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Islander. Jamaican, Caribbean, Latin American, black and white magic. On every continent, in every country, on every island, even in the waters, beneath the seas, beneath the ocean, we take authority, dominion, and power over all witchcraft that is practiced and the practitioners in Jesus' name. We bind the practice and the practitioners in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the practice and the practitioners in Jesus' name. We forbid the continuance of in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, that no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. 
We thank you, Lord, that no matter what the devil does, he's not greater than you. Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords, and we worship and honor him. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and every attack is returned to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in the American culture We bind, and any other culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect, all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedications. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind the spirits of infirmity, supplanting, the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts logic, science, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes in Jesus' name. Lord, that brief report that we read about that U.S. official that's a Biden appointee, we take authority, dominion, and power over those supposed glitches, we bind the steel that is on in Jesus' name. We curse it at the root in the name of Jesus Christ. We send the fire of God against it in the name of Jesus. Every thieving demon, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Every spirit, every entity that is seeking to do wickedness and evil and treachery and treason, and sin, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind you today, tomorrow, forever, and on November 8th as well in Jesus' name. We forbid your works. We bind you, we chain you with eternal chains under darkness, and we put you into the spiritual cage and underneath the tent of God in Jesus' name. We pull your foundations from under you. We pull the covers back on you, and we say, Lord, expose them fully now in Jesus' name. Let the devil be caught in his evil work. Let him be caught red-handed. Not after the fact like before. Let them be caught doing what they've been doing. Let them get caught in the act, in the very act, in Jesus' name. We thank you, and we give you the praise. We thank you, and all of the witchcraft, all of the sacrifices, all of the occult activity that's been worked to manipulate the election, we return it to the senders now in Jesus' name. We return it to the senders now in the name of Jesus. You ordered no such from the throne of God. You are not a God of deceit, 
but a God of truth. So we return it to senders. From whence ever it originated, it now returns in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind the power of corruption. We bind those that serve it and yield to it in Jesus' name. We forbid their corruption to continue to corrupt election processes all over the world, not just here in the states, but in Brazil and other nations as well. Because they haven't finished, Lord, the seal is on. Thieves are foolish enough to believe that they will never be caught. But, Lord, there's no thief that you haven't seen and that you won't judge in Jesus' name. So we request adjudications, Father, from the righteous judge on all the thievery and the culture of corruption worldwide in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. We bind the spiders in their web, trapping them in their own web of lies in Jesus' name, trapping them in their own deceit in their own mischief, in their own evil, in their own wickedness, in their own plotting, in their own devices, in Jesus' holy name. We bind the transference of the evil spirits. We bind the spirits of supplanting the gods of the people of the land. Every one of them shall be as Dagon before God. In Jesus' name. The gods of the grove. They've been to the Bohemians some more, Lord. And every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God. And makes man wise in his own eyes. Believing themselves to be wise, they have become fools. We bind mammon and all his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, monitor, besmirch, track, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, divide, corrupt, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool, the fool's anger in Jesus' name, and we bind the carnal mind. We bind food, lust, and addiction. We return to sender according to the covenant, all and every reprisal, retribution, 
counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind, binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights in Jesus' name. We want to thank you, Lord, for righteousness. We want to thank you for righteousness. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient art, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and Great Reset, make-believe, fantasy, fables, enchantments, lies, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirit of the, in the children of disobedience, and the spirit in the deep state, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We bind the martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, BioPK, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the king of pride. And we wrap him up in the fire of God in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Isis, Osiris, all deities, goddesses and gods, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72. Wherever they may be, we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ and chain them with eternal chains into darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, and designs, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, and ceremony in Jesus' name. And with the sword of the Spirit, we disconnect it from our body parts in Jesus' name. We disconnect it with the sword of the Spirit from all of our body parts, especially our knees in Jesus' name. Hey! We cut the Masonic ties from all of our body parts with the sword of the... In Jesus' name. Hey, 
Runda da baraka de rio la la rio sande de brisha da baraka rike de rebrusha da la makisa da brosa le dia ha ha she yeko baba baba we bind the brotherhood the lodge the craft the grip and all associated organizations and their wickedness in Jesus holy name yerula da yosuta da brike de rio sala de yosuta da brike de dia we bind every spirit that was familiar to the laodiceans we bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions, the work of errors in our lives, and we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcrafts back on their own heads, as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, undo heavy burdens, let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we have come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back doing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We cut ourselves free from every spirit that has followed us everywhere that we have been this week. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bind those devils. We bind those devils that are lurking, going all over the world because they don't have a home. They don't have a body to be in. They're not in an animal. They're not in a person. We bind those demons out there looking and lurking. Those demons that are in dry places, we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain them with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. The spirits that lurk in the night. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. And we blind you to the Christians in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially Christians that are persecuted and those that were left behind in Afghanistan. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Cumber ourselves in the blood of Jesus and our mode of transportation in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over the, world, over the road, demons on the road, animals, objects, whatever, misguided drivers, misguided travelers. And we thank you that you've already dispatched your angels ahead of us to protect us. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus, 
And we take authority over all the demons of the night, all bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams. Every spirit that comes through the computer, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. And we wrap you up in your own wickedness in the name of Jesus, and you shall never come unwrapped in Jesus' name. You are wrapped up in your own wickedness. It will tie you up and bind you for all eternity in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your giant warrior angels protecting us and our property in Jesus' name. Yes, hallelujah. We pull out all fiery darts, all pins. We do this literally, church. We pull out all fiery darts. All pins, needles, spears, voodoo, or anything else sent to us, and we return it to the sender in Jesus' name. We cut and burn all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We break down and destroy walls of protection around all witches, wizards, warlocks, Satanists, globalists, shamanists, nanotechnology, sorcerers, divinators, and such. We break the power of every love spell, vex, hex, curse, charm, spell, psychic thought, psychic prayers, bewitchments, jinxes, mind control, sickness, torment, pain, destruction, sorcery, Magic, voodoo, oh, witchcraft, ungodly blessings, incantations, root works, crystals, hoodoo, incense and candle burning, incantations, all torment, tribal rituals, and sins. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ, and we command you to leave our lives forever in Jesus' holy name. Father, in the name of Jesus, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, every sound that a demon makes in reference to our lives, every sound that a demon makes in reference to our lives, we bind the sound in the name of Jesus. We bind the sound in the name of Jesus. We bind the sound in the name of Jesus. We put it into the spiritual cage, and we send it escorted by the holy angels to the feet of Jesus to be judged in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' holy name. We bind all spirits of bondage, spirits of blindness, spirits of dullness in spiritual perception. Amen. We break the yoke off our lives in Jesus' name. We thank you for the glory of God. We thank you for the presence of the Lord. And we release the peace and protection of the Godhead in the name of Jesus on the members of Miracle Outreach Ministries in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, tonight, we have things to talk about. 
Amen. We have things to talk about. Amen. We have things to talk about. So, our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is, and let the church say amen. Our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 75. And our verse for meditation comes from the book of 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 7 through 9. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 7 through 9. Our guest call-in number remains, area code 319-527-6235. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Tonight we're going to talk about making decisions, decisions with God. Now, it appears that humans have the ability to make decisions when they're born. It appears that humans have the ability to make decisions when they're born. If you never saw the movies, documentaries, that's what they're called, and you probably haven't because it's been so, so, so long ago, decades ago now, when Christian ministries obtained videos of a live abortion and the child was born, a living, breathing child, an infant, and they proceeded to do the things to kill the child. And the child was fighting back with everything in it against what was coming against it. It's a horrifying thing to watch. So evidently, the child at birth has the ability to decide that it doesn't want to be killed. It wants to live. Because in the video, the baby was fighting back. So you see, God has given us the ability to make decisions. Any mother who has breastfed her child and then attempts to place it on the bottle and take and wean it off the breast knows that the child has the ability to decide whether they want the breast or the bottle. And they have no problems letting you know what their decision is. So it seems that we all have that ability to make decisions. Later on in life, they will inform you that they want to eat mac and cheese, not vegetables. 
Amen? So we know that humans are born with the ability to choose. But tonight, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about making decisions with God. See, we've been making decisions since we were very young. And most of the decisions that we have made in life, depending on who you are, were not necessarily made with God. We did it ourselves. We figured we had the ability, we could, so we would. <laughs> mhm. The Lord is reminding me of an incident that occurred when I was a little girl. It was a Sunday morning, and I was scheduled to go to church with my grandmother. And my mother had chosen a dress for me to wear. But I didn't want to wear that dress. I didn't want to wear it, and I put up a serious fuss about it. I wanted to wear another dress that she felt was inappropriate for me to wear to church. It was all right for me to play around in the dress, but not for church. So the battle began, and I ended up getting a spanking. And my dad says that he thought she was going to kill me because I wouldn't yield. Spanking or no spanking, I refused to yield. And after the spanking was over, I still refused to wear the dress she picked out. Compromise was reached, and I wore a different dress. I will not tell you the comment my mother made about me. We will let that go. Amen. Praise the Lord. So you see, the decision-making ability is with human beings. We just need to learn to make our decisions with our God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Saints, our Lord is great. There is no limit to his strength. There is no limit to his strength. We will never fully comprehend what he knows and does. God puts the fallen on their feet again. Yes, God puts the fallen on their feet again. This ought to be great news for some of you. God puts the fallen on their feet again. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16. Proverbs chapter verse 16. For a just man falleth seven times. And rises up again. A just man 
falleth seven times and rises up again. See, God's going to keep helping you get up. Got to get up. You can't just lay there. I know it feels more comfortable to just lay there and have a pity party, to pull the sheets over your head, to go into depression and despair. But you see, then you're having a party with the demons, not a party with Jesus. Despair, depression, all of that, they're demons. So you got a choice. Here comes the decision. You can either party with Jesus or you can party with the demons. You can't do both at the same time. So there, you already have a decision you need to make. Whether you're going to party with the demons in sin or if you're going to party with Jesus in righteousness. Amen. During a track and field event, it's not uncommon to see an athlete trip over one of the hurdles and tumble to the ground. What brings the crowd to his feet is when the runner gets back up. What brings the crowd to his feet is when the runner gets back up. Challenge involves risk in sports and in our lives. So don't be afraid to try difficult things. Jesus did it. So can you. The overcomer lives in you. Amen? Whether you succeed or fail, God promises to renew your strength and purpose. We may not understand how, but be assured that he is able. We may not understand how, but be assured that he is able. Whatever challenge enters your life, Remind yourself that the Lord is near. No, he didn't have to leave you to go over to Taiwan to straighten something out. No, he can do it all at one time from his throne. Psalm 102, verse 13. Psalm 102, verse 13. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion, for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time is come. Amen? The set time is come. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The set time is come. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. 
as smoke is driven away, so drive them away, as wax melteth before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of the Lord, of God. But let the righteous be glad, let them rejoice before God. Yes, let them exceedingly rejoice. Mm-hmm. Not only will God help you to meet each challenge head on, but he will use each challenge to help you to grow. He will use each challenge to help you to grow. If you will allow him to, he will use each challenge to help you to grow. So don't run away from a challenge. Instead, refocus. Refocus. And look for God's hand at work in your life. He will help you to achieve what may seem to be impossible. He will help you to achieve what may seem to be impossible. The Lord often engineers or allows situations as tests. to see and to prove which choices we will make. Some situations in our lives were designed to test and to prove which choices we will make. You know, it's one thing to say, that I'm committed to the Lord. But when the test comes, we find out who we really are. You see, Peter told the Lord that no matter what happened, he wouldn't deny him. He wouldn't run away. He would stick with him through thick and thin. Well, Peter was fine till he met the fiery trial. And then Peter discovered that what he thought about himself was not right. He believed that he would actually stick with the Lord even unto death. But he discovered that he had a weakness. And many of us are going to face some tests and some trials and some challenges so that we can discover who we really are and who Jesus really is to us. It's an important thing, you see. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you 
that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. that both thou and thy seed may live. For the sake of God, the right choice is the same as discovering the will of God. Sometimes we must discover the will of God. We don't automatically know. All the time. Sometimes we have to wait on the Lord for an answer. That's right. The Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 30. The Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 30. He must increase, but I must decrease. You see, some of us are having problems making the right choices in our lives because there's too much of us in the decision. It's too much of us and not enough him. You see, you can't get any more Jesus in you because it's still too much you. You know, there was this song about more Jesus, more Jesus for me. Well, guess what? In order for that to happen, there's got to be less of you. You want more Jesus? That means some more of you's got to go. Amen. It's the truth, and it's a real world. If you are still sitting on the throne of your own life, you will do exactly what you want to do, regardless to the will and preference of the Lord Jesus Christ. I know that you do this on a regular basis because some of you I have asked, well, Did you do Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7? And the answer to this day remains no. You're hard-headed. You're stubborn. You want to do it your way. Well, you're either going to party with Jesus or you're going to keep partying with the devil. You choose your decision. Isaiah, chapter 29, Isaiah, chapter 29, verse 13, Isaiah, chapter 29, verse 13, wherefore, the Lord said, for as much as this people draw near me with their mouth. This people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their hearts from me 
and their fear or reverence toward me is taught by the precept of men, so the word of God. Huh. My, isn't that interesting? This is what you call a hypocrite. They say one thing, and they do something else. Matthew chapter 15, verse 18, verse 8. This people draweth nigh or close unto me with their mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice. You know, they do that. But wait till you see what they do. Just wait. Wait till you see what they do. Just wait. Wait till you see what they do. Amen. It's the real world. These people say they honor me, but their hearts are far away. Their worship is worthless, for their hearts are not in it. This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart far from me. That's what Jesus says. And he's never wrong. Amen? You know, oh, Lord, I worship you. For your glory, I will do anything except obey you. You know, that's how that goes. Sorry, I was not in key, but that's okay. You will continue to rationalize about the circumstances instead of submitting yourself to his lordship. Well, such and such. Well, you know, um, then you have an excuse. There's usually at least three excuses in a row. Well, this is the case, this is the case, and this is the case. And then you're going to sit there and rationalize about it. Well, this has to happen, this has to, that, none of that that you have spoken is the will of God. None of it. Why? Because you're in your flesh, first of all. You're in your flesh. Whenever a situation comes up, you've already predetermined somewhere in the annals of your mind, well, I ought to do this. You haven't stopped to ask the Lord one thing. You've already concocted a solution of your own. And then when you get yourself in a fix, you want Jesus to come riding on a white horse to the rescue. But who who made the mess? Amen. You will continue to be willful because that is what you desire. You want to do your will, not his. You will continually find fault with God, his leaders, and his church 
because you are backslidden. Philippians says he causes us to will and to do of his good pleasure. Where Well, if you're neither willing nor doing, you're backslidden. It's simple. Those who choose to please the Father as Jesus did will cry out to the Father. The Gospel of John Chapter 8, verse 29. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 29. Jesus said, For I do always those things that please him. You know what you do. You make up your list of what you've decided to do. I need to do this and this and this and this and this and this and this. Have you submitted that, that list to anyone for approval? You know, you are not your own. You don't own you. You were bought with a price. So to whom did you submit your list of things to do? Who approved it? Who signed off on it? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Those who choose to please the Father, as Jesus did, will cry out to the Father and say, Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Teach me. I acknowledge that I don't know what to do. I don't really know what you want me to do, Father. Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. I'm not my own God. I don't follow my own orders and dictate. I come subject to the lordship of Jesus Christ. Thy spirit is good. Lead me. Lead me means you're willing to follow him. You're willing to follow. You know, there's an old song from the church where he leads me. I will follow. I'll go with him, with him, all the way. It does not say ahead of him. Where he leads me, I will follow. That's the situation we have in the body of Christ, that the sheep don't want to follow the the good shepherd. They want to chart their own course and do their own thing. Well, you see, that's what sinners do. So you must choose if you're going to remain a saint or if you want to go back and do what the sinners do. It's the sons of God that are led by the Spirit of God. Not that I do it my way. Amen? And some of us are still on that page. Amen. We're still doing everything our way. 25, verse 4 through 5. Psalm 25, verse 4 through 5. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy path. 
Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy path. Well, that would presume that you're actually teachable. If you don't want to be corrected, you're not teachable. If you're forever trying to find a shortcut out of doing what God said, he says, do it this way. Well, I got a better way. I'm going to do this. No, you're not teachable. Your learning is hindered because you're not teachable. Not because learning what God has to teach you is so difficult. It's because you're not as teachable as you ought to be. Amen. Lead me. That means I want to follow. Show me thy ways. That means I want to pay attention to the way you do things. I want to emulate you, Lord. Not I just want to see what you did and then turn around and do what I've been doing all along. Teach me thy path. Teach me thy path. I know about the paths I've been on before. I got into plenty of trouble then. But now I want a different pathway. Lead me in thy truth. Okay, I realize I've been in deception and fraudulent thinking before. Teach me. I'm willing to learn now. I'm willing to do what you tell me to do. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait. On thee do I wait. All the day. In other words, I'm not going to do this self-will thing I've been doing. I'm not going to budge until I have the answer from you. I'm not going to budge until you tell me what to do. Amen? Psalm 86, verse 11. Psalm 86, verse 11. Teach me thy way, O Lord. Teach me. See, some people think they know it all already. They've lived this long, and they've done this, and they've done this, and they've done that. But did you do it God's way? Did you? Hmm. I will walk in thy truth. Hmm. Unite my heart to fear thy name. Care of all your double-mindedness right there. I learned to have a proper fear of the Lord, a proper reverence for God. Saints who choose the Lord's way have the promise from God. That's right. In Psalm 25, verse 9. Psalm 25, verse 9. The meek 
will he guide in judgment. The meek will he teach his way. That's right. When you decide and you commit to doing it, to doing it God's way all the time, not just when you feel like it or when it's convenient or when it doesn't seem to cause you too much trouble. Amen. When you decide that that's the thing you want to do, when you finally get there, God will be there waiting. The Lord is good, you see, and he gladly teaches the proper path to all who go astray. He will teach the ways that are right and best to those who humbly turn to him. And when we obey him, every path he guides us on is full of his loving kindness and his truth. Isn't that wonderful? I think it is. I think it is. I think it's wonderful. I hope you do too. Carnal, worldly, fleshly, self-reasoning is a serious hindrance to making choices that please God. You know, some of us have a surprise. Some of us have a affinity toward pride. We have a tendency to lean that way. All the more, we need to submit every decision before the Lord. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians chapter two, verse fourteen. First Corinthians chapter two, verse fourteen. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Why not? It's God talking to him. Why not? They are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. The natural man, you in the flesh, receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. They don't make a bit of sense unto you. You can't know them. They're spiritually discerned. And you're being dull at that point. Amen. Some repentance will help, by the way. It works wonders. When we came to Christ, we committed to no longer live the rest of our time on earth in the flesh to the lust of men, but instead to the will of God. We're supposed to be living to please the Lord. Saints, we must learn to honor our commitments to the Lord 
through our life choices and decisions. See, we're living, it's not to us, not to us, but to thy name be the glory. It's to him. The glory goes to him. But you see, some of us want our own little glory. And so we're busy promoting us. And God's trying to get you to understand what dying to self really does mean. Amen. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man. Yes, that does exist. But the end thereof are the ways of death. See, sometimes we think we've got it figured out already. And that's what we proceed to do. A situation presents itself, and so we immediately enact what we think is right instead of pausing right there to humble ourselves before God and say, Lord, lead me in the path that you would have me to take. Nope, we're off to the races. We know what we ought to be doing, and we're headed off to do it. And that's the way we act. But that has to change things. That truly must change. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23. Oh, Lord, I know. He says he knows? Yes, he says, I know. Oh, Lord, I know. That the way of man is not in himself. All right. So you know that the way you're supposed to take, you don't know it. It hasn't been revealed to you. So why are you trying to go do that and you still don't have your instructions from the throne of God? What's up with that? What's going on? To pray with them. They had a choice to make about activity. And as the person was speaking to me, the Lord gave me the answer. And so what I said was, you seek the Lord, and I will pray that the Lord will speak to you and give you the answer that you need. Well, guess what? On the fast, the Lord spoke to the person and indicated that he didn't want them to participate in that activity. How wonderful they heard from heaven. You see, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his So my question is, why are you still doing it? Clear instruction. So why are you still doing it? Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 6. Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 6. 
For to be carnally minded is death. Well, that's spelled out pretty plain. You in the flesh, whatever that is you're concocting in your head, it's death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Hmm. Because the carnal mind is at enmity against God. At enmity, at war with God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. How about that? How about that? So now, we're supposed to be making decisions in the flesh. You know, that's the part that was crucified with Christ on the cross. We're supposed to be dead to the old life. Galatians chapter 6, verse 8. Galatians chapter 6, verse 8. For he that soweth to his flesh, to his carnal nature, shall of the flesh reap corruption. Really? Yes, guaranteed. You sow to the flesh, and of the flesh you will reap some more corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Amen. It's just the way you choose. Amen. It's just the way you choose. So many of us have already proven to ourselves that we can make some horrible and foolish choices. Let's believe God to lead us into green pastures and blessings. But guess what? In order for him to lead us into green pastures and blessings, we have to turn from what we have been doing and follow him. First, we must choose to forsake our own ways, to turn from what we think is best. We must choose not to become our own worst enemy yet again. We must choose not to become our own worst enemy yet again. Unfortunately, too many of us are inclined to prefer the counsel of the ungodly. Ungodly. Now, you know that the person that you like to be friends with, y'all been friends for years and years, y'all even went to grade school together. And you know that person does not serve the Lord at all. 
Amen? That person might even be your child or your relative. You know they don't they don't walk before the Lord like we do here at Miracle. You already know that. And so you're going to go to them and ask them what you ought to do instead of asking the Lord. My. Is that what you ought to do? Have you, you know, we have this policy at Miracle. Brother Bill, if you'll do me a favor and you'll repost the vetting policy in the chat room right now. If you'll repost the vetting policy in the chat room, I, I need to read it. Amen. I need to read it to the saints right now, if you don't mind. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Warning. Definition. Vet. It means to examine, investigate, or evaluate in a thorough or expert way. Saints, you are not allowed to take persons or practices or customs or traditions into your personal life which have not been vetted by God the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit approved the message. Thank you, Brother Bill. So, you go around doing whatever you want to do, whenever you feel like it, because you feel like it. But God might not like that. Even if the counselor appears to be a godly person, is their advice what the Lord is saying to you at this time? Teen verse 10, 1 Corinthians chapter, excuse me, 14 verse 10. There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. Well, what they said about this is so important. It's got a level of importance, but not more important than the word of God. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceedeth from the mouth of God. At least in the Christian life, It's supposed to be that way. Amen? Yet, saints, there is an answer for you from the Lord. You've listened to all all these voices. This one says this. This one says that. The other one says that. In your head, you might have three or four voices saying things. You need to bind those voices up in Jesus' name. There is an answer for you from the Lord. 
Some come to church in an effort to hear, but their hearts are not ready to receive. Some come to church in an effort to hear, but their hearts are not ready to receive. Yet others hear the answer, but fail to hold on to it. They hear the answer. They heard the sermon. They clearly know what God was speaking to in their lives, but they just let it go by. Still others hear the answer and hold it but refuse to perform the answer in their own life. It's good enough answer to pass to somebody else, but they're not going to do it in their life. And some don't want anybody telling them what to do, not even God. Some don't want anybody telling them what to do, not even God. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 26. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 26. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. But whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. God is not like folks. His thoughts are not your thoughts. That's why you doubt him when he says in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. His thoughts are not your thoughts. That's why you doubt him when he says this to you. So, God Almighty takes the time to explain himself to dust. That's right, mere dust. He says in Isaiah 55, beginning with verse 8, Isaiah 55, beginning with verse 8, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Amen? His thoughts are not your thoughts. He's God, you're done. See the difference? Romans chapter 12, verse 3. 
Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Whatever pedestal you put your own thoughts and opinions on, you need to move your thoughts and opinions, and you need to move the pedestal as well. Amen. But to think soberly, seriously, as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 5. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 5. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not. Remember we were talking about that proclivity, that affinity. Lean not unto thine own understanding. Well, God, I've got this figured out. No, you don't. All, it doesn't say some, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. He's the director, not you. Be not wise in thine own eyes. You're not such a suchy much after all. What does dust know compared to the Almighty? Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Evil, yes, being wise in your own eyes and leaning to your own understanding. That's called evil. Remember, we're turning from our wicked ways. Amen. It's a real day in the kingdom. Amen. So, saints, once the decision is made to honor the Lord through complete submission to his will, we will find the right answers for our lives. The battle ensues when we want what we think we want. The battle ensues when we want what we think we want. Many saints have attempted to manipulate the scriptures to convince God to do it their way. God's telling you one thing, and then you proceed to quote to him the Holy Scriptures. P.S., folks, you're holding a conversation with the word of God himself. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Amen. Turn the page 
1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 19. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 19. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he taketh the wise in their own craftiness. Amen. Many believe that the wisdom gained by more seasoned saints is too old-fashioned for them. They prefer more contemporary advice so that they can keep up with the time. Hmm. But our God knows the end from the beginning. He is the ancient of days. Yes, he is. Romans chapter 11, verse 33. Romans chapter 11. As soon as I turn to Romans. Chapter 11, verse 33. Ah, there we go. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. There are many devices in a man's heart. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. Mm-hmm. Once we commit our work unto the Lord, our thoughts shall be established. God only chooses what is best and what we need. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He's not going to withhold good from those who walk uprightly to submit. Amen? Isn't it time for that? Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the cause according to his purpose. Look, it is far better to pray for guidance and light from the Lord than to go on our own way in pride. 
Proverbs 15, verse 5. A fool despises his father's instruction, but he that regardeth reproof or correction is prudent. Well, ask the Lord. Amen? Verse 7, the lips of the wise disperse knowledge, but the heart of the foolish doeth not so. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 13. The Gospel of John, chapter chapter 16, verse 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. James chapter 1, verse 5. James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, That means if you don't know the answer, if you don't know what to do. If any of you lack wisdom, do what? Let him ask of God. You need to ask God. That giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. However, if you do not ask, you will not receive. Praise the Lord. Psalm 119, 105. Psalm 119, verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. It shows you right where you're standing. And a light unto my path. It shows you where you're going. Numbers, chapter 22. Numbers chapter 22, verse 18. Numbers chapter 22, verse 18. If Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of the Lord my God to do less or more. If Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of the Lord my God to do less or more. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, Jesus speaking, and doeth them, he said, hearing and doing. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them is likened I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, 
and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord. God has spoken. Amen. Brother Bill. Praise the Lord, Pastor Sabrina. Praise the Lord. Wow. We have a bunch of awesome praise reports tonight. Let's get to it. Let's start with DVD's praise report. To my M-I-C-N-M-O-M family, you have overwhelmed me with your gift. I can't stop crying. It literally took my breath away. My heart is flooded with emotions. I am humbled and awed from the show of love and support you all extended to me and my son during this difficult time. I can't stop crying. I have witnessed and experienced the marvelous way God has orchestrated his blessings and provisions for my family through MOM and can testify that. This is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in my Your gift is exactly, and I mean exactly, what I need to move forward. Tremendous. Now I'm laughing and crying. A special thank you, thank you, thank you for the journal. You know who you are. It will be well used. M-O-M, wow, God bless you. Because of everyone's concerted and loving efforts, God has supplied all my needs according to his riches and glory by Jesus Christ. I love you. I love you, Pastor Sabrina, Assistant Pastor Bill, Brother Marshall, and all M-O-M and M-I-C family, and thank you. Most of all, for your continued prayers, my heartfelt gratitude, love you, and praise to God. And she goes on to say, you deserve the glory and honor. I lift my hands in worship as I praise your holy name. You deserve the glory and honor. I lift my hands in worship as I praise your holy name. You are great. You do miracles so great. There's no one else like you. There's no one else like you. You do miracles great. There's no one else like you. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Just praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Wow. Just praise you, Lord. Do you want to say something, Pastor? Amen. <laughs> wow. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Alms has a praise report. I'm praising God for restoring my voice and my joy of singing tonight. After prayer, I give him glory and praise. And thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that. RT has a praise report. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for the positive, clear results from the audiology visit. I have continuous pain in my ears and head and a lot of pressure since my ear infections and ruptured eardrums are healed. Thank you, Lord, for your healings. I posted my prayer in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room about the pain and pressure I was experiencing in my ears. I feel better now. My pressure is gone. There 
now there is so much pain in my left ear and it's slowly leaving, not like it was before. I'm thanking God for my continuous healing. I believe the report of the Lord. I have an ENT appointment coming up, but I believe it is all well with me. I thank God for continuous faith. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah for victory in Jesus. We just praise you for that. Praise you, Lord, for these wonderful praise reports. In alms has a praise report. I want to thank the Lord for showing me things that was in me that needed to be confessed and delivered from. Once I did that, he is doing such a great work in me. I even feel lighter. I I give God all the praise, and I thank him for wanting to clean his children up. It's like we are playing in the mud and thought that we had gotten ourselves clean from our bath, but there's a lot more dirt on our backs and other places we can't see until they're pointed out to us. Thank you, Lord, for your timing. You are cleaning us up. Yes, praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. KK has a praise report. This morning I was walking our puppy, Theodore, He jumped back as though he had stepped on something that hurt him. However, he didn't bark or yelp or limp. He began to quickly search on the ground for what it may have been. I looked, and I couldn't find anything. He was normal the rest of the walk. I I then took our other dog for a walk, and I came back just a few minutes later. Theodore was lying on the floor, lifeless and limp. I began to pray over him in tongues with my The more intensely I prayed, the more life came back into his body. He is. Now he's totally fine. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for that. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. N.K. has a praise report. Praise. Reading Mark along with everyone on the fast was a very special pleasure. I communed like the gospel had never had never before and I saw many things. I will cherish the experience for a long time. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And she goes on to say, Praise this fast was difficult and so rewarding. I'm being broken up in the fallow ground. Thank God on Friday, the warfare in my head and body was very intense. All types of pains, weakness, debilitation, headache, mind control, fatigue. But I kept pressing in and God providing me small blessings, encouragements along the way, especially through my son. Praise God. At one point, I was bent over the table, unable to function beyond what God instructed the Holy Spirit had me sound long, loud notes my entire being. Those noises cleared up oppression like shouts of Jericho brought the stronghold down. AK testifies that I went from looking pale, exhausted, and run over by a truck, acting like a sloth, and as if I had been heat exhausted, to afterwards being energetic, full of life. More life than he's ever seen in me before. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And during the recent fast, God matured my eating habits and gave me more confidence regarding fast food. Thank you, Jesus. 
praise you, Lord Jesus. Simon has a praise report. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your son's name, for healing my father of flu-like symptoms and giving him the blessings to celebrate his 75th birthday. Hallelujah. Happy birthday to him in Jesus' name. Praise you, Lord, for that. And Daryl has a praise report. Thank you, Father, for healing my stomach. Thank you, Lord, for victory in my health. Father, still standing for the second recovery in my immune system, and she's doing spiritual warfare there. We praise you, Lord, for that. And Dina has a praise report. The Lord provided me with a much-needed roof, and I've lost 23.6 pounds on my fast and can and. I barely had cravings. Praise the Lord. Here's what I got to say. <laughs> Praise the Lord for the weight loss. And Dina has a praise report. During church, my cousin tried to call me. So after church, I called her back. We haven't talked in a while. I told her I was in church is why I didn't answer and that the church is a broadcast through the website. She said, really? I need the name of the church and was ready to write it down. And I told her I would. Take a picture of the card sent to me by Pastor Sabrina, so I texted it to her, and I did. also gave her the testimony of what God did to me last year, and she said she felt so encouraged after talking to me. Everything just flowed out of me with ease. I prayed before I called, and the Holy Spirit talked through me. Lord, I ask that this Paul bears fruit in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Yes, it sure will. Praise you, Lord Jesus. The Holy Spirit's involved, it will. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. YDM has a praise report. The delivery truck just filled my propane tank. I use propane for heating, cooking, and hot water. The delivery driver left the bill at my door. There was a $202 discount, leaving me a bill of $146 for 100 gallons. Wow, I want him to come here and fill my tank for that. I don't know where the deduction came from, but praise God. Praise the Lord for it. Bless his holy name. We praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And YDM has a praise report. A year ago, I ordered a steam inhaler and never received it. Until I moved into my new house, I opened the door, and there was a cardboard box with no name sitting on the steps. I opened it, and there was a steam inhaler. It was delivered almost a year ago. A year today, to the day I placed the order, I had used my old address when I ordered it. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. It was delivered there. <laughs> M. Trim has a praise report. On Sunday, Pastor Sabrina asked everyone that they email her her list, starting with the need of healing in their bodies. I sent my list around midnight. And this morning when I noticed that I had been healed of everything I put on the list, my eyes, clarity, throat no longer sore, no excessive mucus, vocal cords, no hoarseness, and my memory span was excellent for the Lord to do all things well. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, he's amazing. He makes me smile at all the time. Victory belongs to Jesus. Well, praise you, Lord. It's a wonderful praise report. And RT has a praise report. Praise the Lord, 
Thank you, Pastor Sabrina, for the encouraging and motivated word of God from the Sunday service. I've been praying and praying. The Lord help me. I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. Trying to eat better for months and and the success, just no motiva- motivation exercise, just struggle. It's like it's simple and easy to do, but it's so hard. But it's a no-brainer. Until yesterday, it's like the Word of God just shifted me into a new place. I exercised yesterday. Praise be to God. It's like a mindset was gone for to another place little by little every day i built up my walking speed i know i will be there by the grace of god he has his part and i have a part he's not gonna do mine for me it's already been done hallelujah victory belongs to jesus yes i keep hearing that victory belongs to jesus it sure does saints and dana dina i'm sorry dina has a praise report I asked last night that the line of the tribe of Judah, Jesus Christ, to contend with with those that contend with me, and he showed up and showed out. I was being attacked while asleep, and I heard and saw myself say, Jesus, Jesus, and the attack instantly stopped. Then I heard myself saying, Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous mm-hmm. runneth into it and is safe. And I awoke saying, yes, yes. And I kept saying, thank you, Jesus. Did you have something to say, Pastor? I was agreeing. And praise God. And M. Trim has another praise report. Praise the Lord. Glory to God Almighty. My mom's procedure went well without any problems. Praise you, Lord. We were praying for her. She has a transcatheter aortic valve replacement, and I thank God for act for operating through Dr. Walters using his eyes and hands to perform the surgery, and I praise him for the successful outcome. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And, Lord Jesus, we know you just put your hands over that doctor's hands and helped him. We give you praise and glory. Also, the enemy tried to steal my healing I received on Monday based on the list of ailments I sent to pastor via her instruction. I must say it was amazing that I was instantly healed. I refuse to allow the thief to steal my healing. Listen to that, saints. Therefore, I took it back by binding, reinforcing the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and prayed in my prayer language to overcome the enemy. Praise the Lord for giving me the power over all powers of the enemy. I believe I received it in Jesus' name. And, yes, I'm holding on to my healing. I bless the Lord at all times and praise his name continually. Shall continually come out of my mouth. Praise you, Lord. What a wonderful praise report. And listen to that, saints. You've got to fight to keep it. And Daryl has a praise report. Thank you, Father, for healing my stomach. Thank you, Lord, for the victory in my health. Father, still standing for a full recovery, and she's still doing her spiritual warfare. She will overcome. Praise you, Lord. And Lauren says, praise the Lord. I added my prayer in the prayer room against symptoms of a sore throat, etc., and began feeling better. And we just give praise for that, Lord. We give all the 
praising all the glory for these wonderful, awesome praise reports, Lord. And we just praise you, praise you, praise you. And now back to you, Pastor Sabrina. Wow, what wonderful praise reports from the sake. Praise you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes. Praise the Lord. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning from conspiracy theories to propaganda, YouTube's algorithm often promotes a minefield of controversial videos. Have you ever wondered why it keeps recommending the same clickbait content even after you click dislike or do not recommend? So have we, and we looked into it. What we found is alarming. YouTube's user controls do not always work and largely fall fail to stop unwanted recommendations. The report made a huge media splash and YouTube is under pressure now. If we use this momentum, we can push the companies to fix this problem. Our report found users are not in control of their experience on the video platform, even after using the feedback mechanism. YouTube's algorithm often recommends unwanted unwanted videos. Uh, um, hold on. Unwanted videos. YouTube can fix the problem. YouTube's recommendation system is not clearly working as it should, and we won't let them get away with that. We believe people should be in the driver's seat when it comes to shaping their own online experience. YouTube is the second most visited website in the world, and its algorithm drives most of the video views on YouTube. Previous research determined that people are routinely recommended videos they don't want to see, including violent content, hate speech, and political misinformation. YouTube says that people can manage their recommendations and search results through the feedback tools the platform offers, but we heard from people that do not feel in control over their experience with the YouTube algorithm. We surveyed 2,757 participants about their feelings of control in relation to the platform, and we learned that many do not feel their actions have any effect on YouTube recommendations. To test whether these experiences are backed by data, we evaluated the effectiveness of these controls for real users of the platform. 22,722 people donated data about their interactions with YouTube. This study represents the largest experimental audit of YouTube by independent researchers powered by crowdsourced data to what happened over time to people's recommended videos after they had used one of YouTube's feedback tools, buttons like dislike and don't recommend channel. From December 2021 to June 2022, participants shared, oh, Lord, that's a lot of them, 567 million eight hundred eighty thousand one hundred and ninety five video recommendations with us 
In collaboration with researchers, we used a machine learning model we built to analyze video similarity. Through this approach, we were able to study what kind of effect YouTube's tools have on video recommendations for real users of the platform. In this report, we describe what we learned from our research using data. Through complementary qualitative and quantitative studies, we determined that, one, people feel that using YouTube's user controls does not change their recommendations at all. We learned that many people take a trial and error approach to controlling their recommendations with limited success. Two, YouTube's user control mechanisms are inadequate for preventing unwanted recommendations. We determined that YouTube's user controls influence what is recommended. YouTube's user controls influence what is recommended. But this effect is negligible, and most unwanted videos still slip through. In the report, we provide some examples of videos that were recommended after participants used YouTube's feedback tools. For example, one participant asked YouTube to stop recommending firearm videos, but shortly after recommended more gun content. One person asked YouTube to stop recommending cryptocurrency get-rich-quick videos, but then was recommended another crypto video. In this report, we also provide a set of recommendations to both YouTube and policymakers. The guidance includes, one, YouTube YouTube's user control should be easy to understand and access. People should be provided with clear information about the steps they can take to influence their recommendations and should be empowered to use those tools. Two, YouTube should design its feedback tools in a way that puts people in the driver's seat. Feedback tools should enable people to proactively shape their experience with user feedback given more weight in determining what videos are recommended. YouTube should enhance its data access tools. YouTube should provide researchers with access to better tools that allow them to access the signals that impact YouTube's algorithm. Policymakers should protect public interest researchers. Policymakers should pass and or clarify laws that provide legal protections for public interest research. This report also includes details about our research, questions, methodology, and analysis for both our qualitative and quantitative studies. So, Saints, I want you to remember that we still have the Supernatural channel up on YouTube, and that's how a lot of people find us. But it seems that somehow, mysteriously, we get passed over quite often. So we're bringing this situation before the righteous judge for his righteous adjudication. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Jennifer Ruth Green is a former military veteran who served in Iraq following 9-11. She was recently smeared in an article that exposed a sexual assault in her military record. Green, the victim in the report, says that it was her opponent who obtained her military record and released it to the media in an attempt to humiliate her. 
So what does the Black Congressional Caucus PAC do? Send money to her white opponent and offer zero support to Green. Green is running to unseat Democrat Representative Frank Mervin of Indiana. If elected, she will become the only black female Republican in Congress. Green said the Congressional Black Caucus, 9CBCO, decision to back her white challenger with a $5,000 donation to his campaign exposes the corrupt priorities and political bias of the group. Mervyn is a white Democrat. By supporting the white candidate, the CBC essentially suppressed Green, a black female candidate. The hypocrisy in this decision is so incredibly clear, Green said on Tucker Carlson tonight. We see this is about power and about policy. This is about process. This is not about progress. This is not about progress. These are the liberal elites who want to have power and are focused on retaining it, she told Carlson. Their decision to back my opponent is hypocritical at best because largely when you think about the fact that I understand the black cultural experience better than any white man ever will, I understand the growth that needs to occur. I understand what needs to happen. And I'm committed as a black woman and as an uh, Asian-American woman progressing minorities in our country. I seem like the clear choice, but because they want power over politics, the hypocrisy continues to be loud and proud, Green added in her congressional district, which includes Gary, Indiana. American people are suffering at a sub-poverty level. Her opponent has zero regard for them, she told Carson. Here are people that are hurting, Green said. The economy that the congressman has voted for has put them in a place where they have to choose between gas and groceries. These are African Americans who are clearly hurting. He has zero regard for them, but I can tell you this, Green continued, there is a line a mile and a half long of cars that sit outside my headquarters, people who need to get to the food pantry, who need help. And this is the America the CBC wants to act as if it's helping black people. And it's very clearly not in Indiana's congressional first district. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge, Pennsylvania. The Department of State has allowed at least 249,000 unverified voters to receive mail-in ballots for the 2022 general election, owing to an odd process for verifying the identity of those requesting mail-in ballots where people vote first and verify their identification later. The Department of State also recently changed directives for county election boards, creating procedural confusion and drawing fire from 15 Pennsylvania House members in the form of a letter demanding that the department immediately correct its guidance and tell counties they may not count the ballots of unverified voters 
until proof of ID is received. There are two things to know about voter registration. First, the state must follow the federal Help America Vote Act of 2002, a law that requires anyone registering to vote in federal elections to provide identification in the form of a driver's license number or the last four digits of their social security number. And second, the law requires that states verify the accuracy of the information provided by the applicant by matching their ID information to the state motor vehicle database or the federal social security number verification. In Pennsylvania, the state has passed the work of ID verification onto the county. Here is the Here's the order of the ID verification process in Pennsylvania for mail-in ballots. A registered voter requests a mail-in ballot. The application requires a driver's license number or the last four digits of the voter's Social Security number. The voter's identification is verified by comparing numbers on the ballot application to records at the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation or the Social Security Administration. If the ID numbers don't match, a ballot is mailed to the voter anyway, but it comes with a non-verified designation. Unverified voter cast ballot. While processing ballots, the county sets aside non-verified ballots until they can reach out to each unverified voter and get proof of ID. So instead of the state verifying voter ID before sending a ballot, counties must separate non-verified ballots and verify identification before the before counting the vote votes on that ballot. The directive to register voters without verification of identity combined with the delivery of mail ballots without verification, creates that shift the burden of verification from the Department of State's automated matching system to county election offices where resources are already scarce. A recently released Verity Vote report stated, Verity Vote is a group of citizen volunteers with data research and investigation backgrounds who have been reviewing elections throughout the country. The certified 2020 election results in Pennsylvania show Joe Biden winning with 80,555 more votes than Donald Trump. That means that the 249,000 ballots already sent to unverified voters this year could be enough to sway the results of an election. But it's important to understand that unfair verified voter doesn't mean the ballots are fraudulent. Some unverified voters had ballot requests containing simple typos. Perhaps a driver's license number was written with transposed numbers or name was misspelled. When this happens, the voter must send a copy of their driver's license to the county board of elections or go in person to show their property identity information. That verification is supposed to happen before their vote is counted. 
a non-verified voter is a concern. The individual has submitted an incomplete voter registration application or an application with information that can't be verified. Pennsylvania State Representative Frank Ryan. The Department of State testified at our September House State Government Committee hearing that the department enters incomplete voter registration applications into the state SURE system and tags them as non-verified and then forwards those entries in batches to the appropriate county to verify legal eligibility. The poorly written Act 77 allows counties to send and receive mail-in and absentee ballots to and from non-verified voter applicants and also allows five days post-election to verify the legal eligibility of those applicants. The Department of State has overwhelmed counties with non-verified voter applicants, Ryan said. County election offices have explained that they unlawfully fix the application without contacting the applicant, override the system, and verify applicants without securing the legally required verification information or simply ignore the non-verified record designation. That's why Ryan and other lawmakers sent the October 25 letter to the Department of State, knowing that its Deputy Secretary, Jonathan Marks, contradicted himself when testifying before the committee. Marks testified that ballots are mailed to unverified applicants, but less than two weeks later, the Department of State sent out guidance informing the counties that the verification is done prior to the mailing of ballots, the letter reads. Either the ballots are mailed to unverified applicants or ballots are not mailed to unverified applicants. But both statements cannot be true. Due to this conflicting information, conscientious election workers could, could unknowingly accept and count ballots for which no verification has ever occurred. In the letter, the lawmakers asked the Department of State to inform counties of the requirement to set the non-verified ballots aside and not to pre-canvas, canvas, or count any of them until the applicant provides a valid form of identification as well as to direct counties not to fix non-matching identification. The Department of State has yet to respond to the letter. The Department of State didn't reply to a request for comment on whether it intends to respond to the letter or issue new guidance. The Verity Vote report noted that the first-time voters who appear at the polls in person on Election Day must provide proper identification before being handed a ballot. Those who vote by mail, the ballot first. Pennsylvania not only Pennsylvania only requires voter ID when registering to vote for the first time and when requesting a mail-in ballot. Really? Yes, it seems that way. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning an investigation conducted by the Immigration Reform Law Institute has found that the sanctuary states in the United States are dishing out millions of dollars worth of taxpayer money to illegal immigrants. Illegal aliens are ineligible for federal unemployment benefits with the Federal Unemployment 
Tax Act requiring states to take precautions to prohibit such people from filing for these claims. However, three sanctuary jurisdictions of the District of Columbia, Colorado, and New York have handed out a combined $2.715 billion in unemployment benefits to illegal aliens. The October 25th investigation report reveals the annual cost to taxpayers will be much higher if anti-border activists have their way, Fort warns. If, for example, New York revamped their program and made it permanent, the D.C. City Council enlarged its fund, and the California success and California successfully implemented its own proposal. American taxpayers would be faced with an utterly stagging price tag of oh my lord no oh lord four billion three hundred and fifty million dollars every year to reward illegal illegal aliens for violating our immigration laws and winding up unemployed on American soil, the report says. New York launched the Excluded Workers Fund in 2021, providing $2.1 billion over to over 128,000 illegal aliens. In December 2020, 2020, legislation passed in Colorado, $5 million for the Left Behind Workers Fund intended for illegal immigrants. Last year, the District of Columbia dispersed $15 million to excluded workers, which mostly consisted of the illegal alien population. In California, lawmakers introduced the Excluded Workers Pilot Program, which, if signed into law, will disperse $300 per week to illegal aliens in the state for 20 weeks. Somebody multiplied 20 times 300. According to an estimate by the Federation for American Immigration Reform, a sister organization, illegal aliens cost America more than $116 billion annually. Providing unemployment benefits to illegal immigrants will just incentivize further immigration violations, the report says. A report published by the committee in August deemed New York City to be America's most dangerous sanctuary community. Los Angeles, Chicago, Philadelphia, and San Francisco made up the remaining top five. These communities have earned their places on this list because of incredibly poor leadership at the city, county, and state levels. Dale L. Wilcox The executive director and general counsel said in a statement, data overwhelmingly shows that the sanctuary policies lead to more crime, fear, and death. The leaders of these communities should not escape accountability for the damage they have caused. Their residents deserve much more. Funds are being distributed to illegal aliens at a time when American citizens are struggling with high inflation. The annual inflation rate has remained above 7.5% for every month this year, with elevated prices forcing American households to make tough budgetary decisions. 
A recent survey by the Nationwide Retirement Institute found that 18% of Americans have avoided buying groceries or chosen to skip meals in the past 12 months due to high inflation. Another, I know that's some of you, too. Another survey by Lending Club found that 63% of American citizens were living paycheck to paycheck as of September. Of these people, 66% have reduced spending and 49% have changed their shopping preferences. Well, that explains that now, doesn't it? We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. I was invited to speak about microchipping and the mark of the beast. I was nervous, but God was faithful. Would you ever allow someone to put a microchip in your brain? How about in the back of your hand so that you can have the convenience of never having to use a credit card or never losing your password or your identity? People have been having microchips put in dogs and cats for years. Over 10 million animals have already been chipped in the United Kingdom. Okay. Lost my spot. Um, Okay. And Japan is going to make chipping mandatory in animals in five years' time. Despite that, human microchipping is not so popular. Many states in the U.S. have already passed legislation forbidding employers to make it mandatory for their employees to be microchipped. Then there are those who say that there's nothing to fear. This is technological process, they say. Thousands in Sweden have already had a chip inserted in their hands, and they've stopped having to carry vaccine cards, keys. ID cards, and travel tickets. But for most, human microchipping opens bigger privacy issues than having public cameras watch us or having our spending habits tracked. Having a chip inserted into our hand or brain is hacking into our body. Elon Musk says that a microchip insert could help to control areas of the brain of a paralyzed person enabling them to surf the Internet with their thoughts. Now, what do you think of that? Or it could help someone with Alzheimer's or Parkinson's disease. Who could object to that, Jesus Christ? If most of us knew we were going to get Parkinson's or Alzheimer's and there was a possibility that it could be stopped, we may consider an insert. But if we were to be chipped just for convenience, most would say, no, never. Personal freedom is just too important, especially to Americans. However, we've recently been through a pandemic where we saw personal freedoms become a secondary issue. Being vaccinated for the good of all overrode the personal freedom of the individual. But there was a serious problem. Fake vaccine cards became a hot product on the black market. People could say they were vaccinated when they were not. What if there was another, even more serious outbreak and the government made it mandatory to be chipped to prove that we had been vaccinated? And what if they said that if we didn't have a vaccination chip, we couldn't buy ourselves? That's a plausible scenario in light of what we've all been through in recent years. And that brings us to the concern 
of most Christians. I remember 50 years ago hearing a Bible teacher say that the time would come when there would be such stress on the earth that men's hearts would fail them for fear. Arguably, we are living in those days where the future is really scary for many. The threat of nuclear war has once again become a reality. There is terrorism and random mass shootings. We've got economic issues and climate change that experts say could cause worldwide starvation. The Bible says that during these perilous times, a charismatic leader would make it mandatory for everyone to receive a mark on the right hand or their forehead. And those who refuse that mark could neither buy nor sell. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Revelation 13, 6 through 17. No, that was not the King James Version. Millions of Christians are convinced that 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 will happen soon. This is because we have seen the recent fulfillment of so many Bible prophecies. Only God knows the future, and he's given us the future in the Bible. But how do we know that these days that we will see the mark of the beast because of Jerusalem? The scriptures prophesied that the time would come when Jerusalem became a burdensome stone for all people, Zechariah 12:3, and certain, and it certainly is. For more than 70 years, the tensions between the Arabs and Jews over Jerusalem have been a continual pain in the neck for all people. Besides that, Jesus said that the Jews would be scattered throughout the world and then get Jerusalem back in the last days. And they will fall by the edge of the sword and will be led captive into all nations. And Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles were fulfilled. After being scattered throughout the earth for 2,000 years, the Jews obtained Jerusalem in 1967, bringing into culmination all the signs at the end of the age. Have you ever watched a rerun of a football game knowing that your team won? It doesn't matter how much the opposing side hoots and hollers when they score. You don't get at all stressed because you know the outcome. You know that your team scores in the last five seconds. And as Christians watching life unfold, we don't get stressed because we know the ending. We know that good eventually conquers evil. We know that God's kingdom is coming to earth and his will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. We win. Prophecy shows the fingerprint of God all over the Bible, and the implication of that is breathtaking. In the Old Testament, we are told that God promised to destroy death, and in the New Testament, we are told how he did it. And prophecy gives credibility to that promise. The Bible is the maker's instruction book telling us how we can find everlasting life, that is, through the gospel. And that's what this blind and sinful world needs to hear. Prophecy shows the fingerprint of God all over the Bible, and the implication of that is breathtaking. In the Old Testament, we are told that God promised to destroy death. And in the New Testament, we are told how he did it. And prophecy gives credibility to that promise. The Bible is the maker's instruction book 
telling us how we can find everlasting life, that is through the gospel. And that's what this blind and sinful world needs to hear. We are also requesting adjudication from the righteous judge concerning all who have made hating Christians their religion of choice. Praise the Lord. We want to thank the righteous judge for receiving our request. And Brother Marshall is going to come, as soon as I press the right button, and pray over the prayer request that we are presenting, that we have presented to the righteous judge. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Brother Marshall. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Okay, you got it. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you for your mercies that are new this day and every day. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You were there with Father Abraham. He rejoiced to see your day. Jesus reminds us of that over in John eight fifty eight, because he said before Abraham was, I am. <clears throat> Who met Moses? And he said, what shall I say to the Israelites when they go back to Egypt? Just tell them, I am that I am. What does that mean? You're the eternal God. You've always been. You're not the I was. You're not just the I will be someday and the good by and by. You're the one who's right now. Now is the day of salvation. You're a very, very present help in time of need. And we thank you, Lord, that you're interceding for each of us. Not just us, but those, any of us have the privilege to share the good news with. And what is the good news? That God provided a perfect man to take the punishments I and each one of us, that are human beings created in the image of God, deserve because all have sinned to fall short of the glory of God. And what is that glory? Because, Father, you came to restore the glory the Lord Jesus had with you before the foundation of the world, a fire enfolding itself. Our God is a consuming fire. Back in the days when Noah built the ark, there were a lot of people who were concerned about, oh, their own personal lustly pleasures, lust of flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life, and they were mocking mocking, uh, Noah who built the ark. You know, hey, why are you building this huge boat? There's not even any water around here. You know, this is ridiculous. And at that time, it never even rained. So no, that was even even made more surprising because they, the earth was being moistened from, like, the, the moisture that came up from the earth, So which I didn't realize when I first read through the Bible a little bit. But you're teaching us all more and more. So we thank you, Father, that Jesus is interceding for each of us and all that we have a privilege of talking to. Just like you said in John 17, he's interceding. He's the one. It's the blood of sprinkling. Because Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. But it's written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Thank you, Jesus, for hanging on that tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. We don't have to be Jewish. My blessing might come on the Gentiles, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. 
If you have a son, ask of you for bread. For bread, give him a stone. For you ask for a fish, you give him a serpent. If you ask for an egg, you offer him a scorpion. If you then, being evil, now to give good gifts to your children, how much more will you, Heavenly Father, give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? And so, Father, we're asking that you pour forth of your spirit. And we know you heard pagan Christine Smith's prayers. Before the last revival came in, in the Hebrides in Scotland, Father God, some 70 years ago, because they kept praying to you day after day, those two little older Scottish ladies, Father God, that were physically challenged, Father God. One of them couldn't even straighten herself all the way up, but they kept praying because they saw people more interested in going to the bars. Well, they had a hunger and a thirst, but it wasn't for righteousness. They were more interested in going to the bars than going to the churches the next morning or the next afternoon or whatever. They just wanted to go and get their their pint, you know. But you said, Lord, if we ask, you'll answer. And you said, if two of you on earth are great such anything you ask, it shall be done of my Father which is in But first and foremost, we repent and renounce all of our own personal sins and the sins of our ancestors, the generational iniquities, Father God. Just like King David said, in, in sin was, was I conceived in my mother by my mother's womb. But Lord, you plucked us out of our mother's wombs. Those are physically here, Father God. You, you are human beings created in your image. You made of all men one blood. You make us all, Father God. Red and yellow, black and white. They're all precious in your sight because you look at the heart. And what's in the heart, the physical human heart? Blood. What does blood carry? Oxygen. And what's the Holy Spirit? It's the breath of God. So, Father God, as we hunger and thirst for righteousness, Jacob was thirsting. He was hungering. And what did he hunger for? He sucked oil out of the flinty rock, and that's another sample of your Holy Spirit, Father God. That oil, the anointing that removes and destroys the yoke of the enemy. So we ask the Holy Spirit afresh, Father. And pagan Christine Smith kept praying, and we pray too, Father God, because you're no respecter of persons. And you said, I will pour water upon him that's thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. And we know there's a bit of a drought going on, Father God, in a rather large percentage of the United States. I know it's more than 50% or something equivalent to a drought. He said, I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. And Pat Holliday always said, if every family member, of every believer, all the descendants of every believer, woke up and came into the body of Christ, it would be the most humongous revival. And we know it's coming. Because Tommy Hicks had that vision back in 1961 or whatever, when he was up in Canada, somewhere around then. He saw this huge giant representing the body of Christ. And Pat Holliday said that the the people that worship Satan, and they know about the true God. They just don't worship him. They had this huge mural with all these different people depicted on it. Some of them look like well-known political figures depicted on these murals. And on this mural was this huge giant, which they're expecting to remain sound asleep. So, Father God, you said, together with God, nothing shall be impossible. You said, ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. And you said, if two of you on earth are grace, touch anything, ask, it shall be done in my Father which is in heaven. So we're asking, seeking, and knocking, because you opened the door of faith to us. It isn't just for the Jewish people. It's for the Gentiles, too. Jesus, you are the door. You're the gate to heaven. And that's how we come to you, because you're the only gate. And you are that one. We thank you for planting your incorruptible seed in us, Lord Christ, in us the hope of glory. As we drink into one spirit with you, your seed is in many waters, many, many people groups, not just the people in Colombia that um, Brother Albert went to go visit for some 30 years or something, and you used him powerfully down there, Father God. 
a man who came out of the Episcopal Church, Father God, who got filled with the Holy Ghost, didn't always get along with the Spirit-filled people who gave him some instructions, Father God, but he didn't hold any grudges against them because you told us, Father, if we carry grudges against human beings, we don't get your mercy either because we all need your mercy. So we choose to forgive every human being from our hearts, those that are created in your image. And some of them are pretty hard to tell which are human beings or which are not. But you made it even clear in the book of Daniel. You said in the last days that there's you know, these different little kingdoms. And the last one has toes partly of iron and partly of brittle clay, Father God. But sometimes you put it up like that. But you said, you said, ask and you shall receive. So we ask you to pour forth of your spirit and wake up. Wake up the body of Christ, Father God. Wake up the body of Christ. For all these different items that Pastor Sabrina has just read through as your divine intervention and adjudication for each and every one. Many in the body of Christ have been, oh, you know, I don't know if voting is for Christians or not. You know, it's supposed to be a separation of church and state. Is What does that say then in the Bible? Does it say that in the Bible? Is that... Uh, what does it really mean, anyway? It means you can't have a king, like a monarch or a queen, like they have in Great Britain, demand that everybody be part of the Episcopal or the Anglican Church. Not that being an Episcopalian or Anglican is necessarily bad. It didn't necessarily hurt Albert Lupinus, Father God, but he did come to a more full understanding of the Gospel. And I was in the Episcopal Church for many years myself, Father. And, yeah, they have a bit of liturgy, and it's a little bit potentially dry. But if you come to it fresh, a lot of those things are actually taken out of Scripture. And they can wake up people if they actually know what the Scripture says. Oh, my goodness, it's in the Bible. But some of them don't know that. They just do it kind of like some people in the R.C. Church do, too. It's just like a, a mantra or just a, a, like, like a little thing. You just kneel, bow, scrape, whatever. And some people even use incense, Father. But our prayers is what, you, what matters. And the incense is just a representative of the prayers, Father God. So we thank you for the angels carrying our prayers. And thank you, Father God, for sending your beating, warring angels to fight for each and every one of us, more with us than with them. We ask for adjudications in every one of these situations, Father God, including all the nonsense going on, not just with YouTube, with all the propaganda. And I know a lot of these things are coming to light, Father God, in many different avenues and many different ways. And I thank you, Father God, for recent news I've heard that it, uh, some of the people in uh, Missouri and uh, uh, another state was that Louisiana actually are making people accountable and making people give depositions. Uh, people like Fauci to actually say, is this true or is this not true? Did you have this information or did you not? And they can, and it's actually rather convincing that there was a concerted control trying to keep information limited, just like YouTube and many of these other big platforms have been controlled to steer people in the directions they want not necessarily in the, pe the directions people want. Just like Klaus Schwab's little prophet guy, Noel Harari or whatever, says, no, oh, you think you have, you think you have your own will. Yeah, well, God gave us the will. We can either choose to receive him or reject him. Everyone's been given the measure of faith, but your word says in Thessalonians, all men have not faith. Why is that? Because you have to receive him. I have to receive him. He came by water and blood. But we think of the victory, the absolute guaranteed victory. When we receive him, he came into his own, and his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, the sons and daughters of God, to them that believe on his name. That's a name above all names. So, Father, we ask for your divine intervention adjudication that you'll expose 
not only what's going on with YouTube and how they've been trying to steer people and control their 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 searches and their requests and say, oh, you don't want to listen to this. They, oh, you, you need to hear more stuff about violence. You need to hear more stuff about guns or crypto or whatever. So we thank you for helping people to be able to make their own choices, Father God, in Jesus' name. We ask for your divine intervention adjudication because, Father, you gave Jesus all power in heaven and earth. He's the Lord of lords and King of kings. And, 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 the, and most high ruleth in the kingdom of men, give it to whomsoever he will. You're doing that, and we thank you for that psalm that uh, we were privileged to be reminded of again uh, in the next couple of days uh, that Pastor Sabrina and Bill uh, posted, uh, Brother Bill posted in the, in, the, um, in the chat room, because, Father God, you said, Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks, and to thee do we give thanks, for that thy name is near, thy wondrous works declare. And people say, well, what does that really mean? Oh, that's the scripture we often keep referring to in Matthew 18, uh, 18 to 20. Yeah. If two of you on earth agree to anything, ask it shall be that my Father was in heaven. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. He's right there in the midst, just like it says in the opening chapter of the book of Revelation. He was right there in the midst of the church, Father, and he is. And Acts 20, starting in verse 7, we thank you for that. Divine revelation you give by your spirit as the Holy Ghost opens the scriptures to us, even as Jesus taught his disciples and teaches us by the Holy Ghost. No ungodly spirit may snatch away a single word of truly God from any one of our hearts and minds in Jesus' name. Because Jesus, who's purchased us with his own blood, says, as we receive the Holy Spirit, beholding him to power in Luke ten nineteen, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So we forbid any spirit from snatching away a single word of the true living God that any of us have heard or will hear, whether, whether we hear it, whether we read it, in, in Jesus' name. No ungodly spirit may interfere with a single word of the true living God for being expressed from the believers the way the Lord wants, when he wants, verbally and or nonverbally, in Jesus' name. And it says in Acts 20, starting verse 7, And the first day of the week when the disciples came together to break bread. By the way, breaking bread isn't just having a fellowship meal. That means communion. That means that's the body of Christ. Remember, he was... He was, he was revealed by the breaking of the bread in the, in the last part of the book of, of Luke, and the breaking of bread. And Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. Continuing in Acts 20, verse 8. And there were many lights in the upper chamber, and they were gathered together. And there was set in the window a certain young man named Eutychus, being fallen into a deep sleep. I've been known to fall asleep too, Father. We bind those slumbering spirits. Wake up the body of Christ, Father, in Jesus' name. And Paul was long preaching. He sunk down with, uh, with sleep and fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. Uh, that was not a misdiagnosis. And Paul went down and fell on him, embraced him, and said, Trouble not yourselves, for his life is in him. And when, therefore, and when, when he therefore came up again and had broken bread, the beginning of another day, they did it every day, and eaten, and talked a long while, even to the break of day, he departed. And they brought the young man alive, and were not a little comforted. So we thank you, Father God, for what you're doing. That's the name. For unto thee do we give thanks, for that thy name is near, the name above all names, the name above Satan, the name above Biden, the name above Trump, any name, the name above Klaus Schwab, the name above every name, the name above Fauci, that is the name above the World Economic Forum. That, that thy name, when thy name is near, thy wondrous works declare. For promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. For God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. 
So, Father God, the Israelites thought they were in a really tough place when they're coming out of Egypt. They had a mountain on either side of them and had this big body of water called the Red Sea in front of them. And then Pharaoh's chariots are charging up behind. Oh, my God, the goon squads are coming. Oh, my God, the chariots, they got sores on them. We don't have any sores. We don't even have any pitchforks. We're just trying to walk out of Egypt. And now here they come to get us. What do we do? The Lord said, the Lord will fight you in Exodus 14, 14. Go forward. How do I go forward? Is this body of water? Oh, you make a way. There doesn't seem to be a way. So we ask you to make a way. There doesn't seem to be a way. And we ask you to overturn all this nonsense, Father God, including proper adjudication, Father God, for Jennifer Ruth Green, a former military veteran, Father God, who's recently been put down by the Black Caucus, Black Congressional Caucus. They sent money to her white opponent. Uh, do we see that maybe they have some other agenda other than really caring about people of color, Father God? Not that you're a respecter of persons, but they seem to be a respecter of pocketbooks, a respecter of having palms greased, and a respecter of having a certain hidden agenda, which isn't so hidden anymore. So we thank you for hearing all these prayers, even as we prayed according to Matthew 10.26, and as well as other places like Luke 8.7, Father, in Jesus' name, because Jesus says, put about that in, where is that, Lord Jesus? Am I there? I'm almost there. I don't have all these scriptures memorized, believe it or not. I'm just working on it little by little. For nothing is secret, Jesus says in Luke 8, 17, that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. So we think we're bringing abroad what was done against this uh, uh, black Republican woman running in Indiana, Father God. And we thank you for bringing it to light. We thank you for standing up on our behalf because she seems to be more concerned about the people than the so-called Black Caucus is supposed to be concerned. But some people have just a veneer of really caring about other people of the similar color when maybe they have a different agenda. They're marching to a different hidden drummer, maybe uh, something to do with Masonic Lodges. I don't know. But a lot of people are involved with idolatry. Father, we ask you to deliver all of us and all of our family members from every vestige and form of idolatry, Father God. Some people worship the dollar. Some people are controlled by mammon. Some people worship little statues in the Roman Catholic Church. Some people worship different false gods. And some of them are not little statues. Some of them are human beings. But the CDC said, oh, are they really more important than God? Father, we ask you, Father God, to bring to light all that's going on, Father God, including this business about non-verified uh, ballots, Father God, being sent out to all these people in Pennsylvania. We know the last election here in 2020 has serious problems. There are more than 200,000 people voted, and then there actually are people registered to vote. Now, how did they ver- how did they certify that election result? Hmm, hmm, hmm. You say liars don't go to heaven over in Revelation 21.8, and a lot of people are living... A very deceitful life, Father God. We ask you to remove the people that need to be removed, Father God, just like you said you would, Father God, in Jesus' name. In Psalm 75, verses 6 and 7, you said, Promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, for God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. So put down those, Father God, that are doing deceitful works, Father God, that are not working for the people, that are not actually caring that one man, one vote, one legal vote really counts. And we thank you, Father God, for exposing what's going on concerning all this God, about that flood of taxpayer money. Why do people pay taxes? Oh, that's right, to keep the entrenched uh, global elite in place, the so-called 
a hidden, uh, you know, government or whatever. It's not so hidden anymore. We thank you for bringing it to light, Father God, that they need to spend whatever that was, $400 billion plus every year just to keep the nonsense going, to support. I mean, we love all the aliens, Father God, but if they're coming here just to get free lunch tickets and the hardworking Americans, uh, they don't want them to live because they don't want to have to pay their Social Security and their Medicare and Medicaid benefits. And some of the people, Father God, that were put in, in, in nursing homes and some of the people that were put in hospitals that were designated COVID when they didn't really have it, at least not as the primary cause. It was going to tack on so they can get a couple extra hundred thousand dollars for those individual hospitals. I'm not saying the hospitals aren't struggling. A lot of them are, but most hospitals are not really necessary, Father God, except in a few instances where some people actually need a surgery, Father God. At least that seems to be the thing that people find helpful to make it quicker. Of course, you can heal those people, too. So, Father God, wait, and I thank you. You do do that, Father God. You really do. You can do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask or imagine. We ask you to bring to light all that's going on, including this business, Father God, kind of like from all these so-called kind of like the, um, different areas in Colorado and uh, the District of Columbia and New York, Father God, where they're allowing so kind of like the excluded workers programs to disperse lots of money to lots of people who don't legally uh, have the benefit of receiving it, Father God, at the expense of those who are being uh, conjoled and being forced to pay taxes, which apparently, I could be wrong, may not be absolutely legally required unless somebody is a resident of District of Columbia or a, a worker in the, in the uh, federal uh, government. We ask for adjudication of everyone in these situations, Father God, concerning uh, the, the people concerned about being mic- microchipped and so-called mark of the beast thing. And, Father God, we don't have to be fearful because we know you already have won the victory. Jesus has already won the victory. I love that song we did during the fast. It was awesome, Father God. And we thank you, Father God, for the revelations that you give to your children, Father God. When we drink into one spirit with you, Lord, we thank you, Father God, for that. Because that's whole, that whole song that we listened to was based on this one little scripture in 1 John 5, 4, apparently. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. That's the prince of the power of the air. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, our faith, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. This is he that came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. And Sabrina, Pastor Sabrina, referred to the other scripture in the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 13, that the Spirit of truth comes to show us. He's the Spirit of truth, and you show us things to come, and you're able to provide for your people abundantly, and you're the multiplier. You're not a God of addition. You're the God of multiplication, which is why the Trinity is one times one times one. You're one, one in agreement. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And we thank you for interceding, Lord Jesus, on our behalf for each and every one of us. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for groaning through the saints, Father, as we allow you to, as we yield to you, Lord. We don't quench the Holy Spirit. God, about that again. Help us to be able to continue to put on the armor of light and continue on the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, keeping on the armor of God, walking in peace, keeping on the gospel shoes of peace. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly, like you said in the end of the book of, of uh, Romans, Father. We ask you to give us your supernatural peace, your supernatural peace, Father God, for all these situations, Father God, to wake up the speaking time all over the earth, Father God, in Jesus' name. All in, in Jerusalem and every place that you pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Father God, and all those Christians, Father God, 
your divine protection from all these demon-infested people and the global community, Father God, whether they be one of the
Jesus and of the enemy. May only hear Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.